Welcome to Today on Broadway for Thursday, May 20th, 2021. I am Tell Me on a Sunday podcast, Grace Aki. And I'm arts and culture editor, Ashley Steves. As always, make sure that you're on our Patreon for Broadway Radio. That's patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. And it's been about a week since Ashley and I have spoke. Yep, yep, yep. Here we are. We're going to talk about a thing that we did uh, in different places, but kind of like we we watched (laughs) something together, you could say. Together but apart. Hashtag together but apart. Together but apart. Uh, but we're going to talk about the very end, and we have some we have some really fun news. I know that you like this, so I feel like we should start with it. <laughs> okay. Um, here we go. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, the Drama Bookshop is officially opening on June 10th of this year. We've been anticipating the new opening for well over a year now, and thanks to the help of Lynn Manuel Miranda's campaign to save the famous small bookshop, David Corrins is going to be who you guys know is Tony nominated scenic designer has designed the new space like we saw some mock-ups and i was like that's not gonna happen and it totally looks like that's gonna happen um it's also owned by hamilton collaborators lynn tommy kale jeffrey seller as well as james l niederlander uh duh. um i've already booked my ticket for june 10th because you oh, had yeah like it's it's the way that they're doing it is that you have to like uh, select what time you're going to be shopping and so i was like you know what if yeah. I'm there, I'm going to be there. You know, they're opening up on 266 West 39th. Exactly. And it's so close to a Taco Bell. Like, I don't oh, know what other... It's yes, theater. There's yes. a Taco Bell. That's There's the Schnippers. You've got exactly. everything. You've got everything you possibly need right there. Were you an avid drama bookshop Yes. Goer. Very, very much. Very, very much. I love Drama Bookshop. Um, And like everybody else was sad to see it shut down. And then I've just been like sitting with anticipation waiting for it to open (laughs) back up. And just like, you know, before it was supposed to be, you know, initially spring, I think of Mm -hmm. last year and then spring of this year. Yeah. And now here we are. (laughs) So I'm very happy. I haven't booked a ticket yet um, just because the time that it opens is also just generally mm-hmm. like a bad financial part of the month for me and when I go to drama mm-hmm. bookshop I'm going to be spending some money that's the thing when they announced that they weren't working out I thought well dang I know that I have contributed at least yeah. a little to their rent yeah. you know uh, like it's it's an expensive shop because theater books are famously Thick, gorgeous, and expensive. True. Um, unless you're like getting many of my th- favorite models. Unless, <laughs> likewise, likewise. Unless you're getting a thousand <laughs> plays, which is also kind of my mo when I go into drama <laughs> bookshop. So either way, yeah. I'm walking out with a big bag. Yeah, and, and also like, don't forget, guys, bring a backpack. It books are heavy. Yes. I always forget, and then I walk out with finishing the hat, yeah. and I'm like, what did I do? God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? You know how you big get, that book is. You get what you deserve for that. <laughs> Just little creases the, on my arm from holding it through the, the subway. <laughs> the man writes a lot. You should know better. Come on. I really should. Uh, but due to their occupancy restrictions, that's why we're saying you need to book a time slot to shop. Yeah. So you can get a priority entrance time at dramabookshop.com. That's what we want you to do. Support small businesses. Support this incredible. Definitely. I mean, it's going to be gorgeous anyway. So if you yeah. go, just like, go so, for the ground. Saw the mock-ups of it and everything back when they were they first put them out. And it just looks so beautiful. I can't mm-hmm. wait to see it. Oh, so excited. Gosh. Okay, here we go. Well, let's take a moment to talk about our sponsor, ExpressVPN. So a few decades ago, private citizens could be private. Do you remember that? I don't. Mm -mm. Um, The internet has changed all of that. Like, think about everything that you've browsed, searched for, watched, tweeted, 
investigated, stalked. Um, now imagine all of that data being crawled through, collected and aggregated by third parties into a permanent public record, which is like your record. So <laughs> having your private life exposed for others is not my favorite thing. Usually that's celebrities thing to worry about, but um, for in celebrities, era, though. For celebrities. I mean, we are we are verified in our mind. Exactly. Um, <laughs> In like this new era where everyone is online, everyone is technically a public figure. It's true. And with ExpressVPN, your connection gets rerouted through an encrypted server. Your IP address is masks. So what that means is every time you turn on ExpressVPN, you're given a random IP address which is shared by other ExpressVPN customers. And that means you can't as easily be identified and randos grabbing your data. The best part is how easy ExpressVPN is to use. You can use on no matter what device you're on phone a laptop smart tv things that haven't been invented yet all you have to do is tap one button and get protected so if like me you believe that your data is your business secure yourself with the number one vpn on the market visit expressvpn.com slash broadway radio and get three extra months for free that's expressvpn.com slash broadway radio go to expressvpn.com slash broadway radio to learn more All right, so now we've got um, some more, I guess, pretty startling news. Uh, Today, Billy Porter revealed to The Hollywood Reporter about their 14-year silence living HIV positive. So Billy's character on the show, Pose. Ashley, are you a Pose fan? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Same. Okay, cool. I figured we were on the same page with like what our drag history was, and (sighs) I figured this was the case. I'm on an absolutely desperate attempt to rewatch it. Because I've seen seen the first season and a half, and then life stuff happened, and now i got to rewatch it Mm -hmm. and get everybody I know on board with it, because it's a perfect show. See, I haven't started season three. I've gotten oh, through one and two, and now now I might go back. See, exactly. Um, for That's this, what you gotta do. This reason alone. So Billy's character on the show, Pray Tell, began opening up about his HIV diagnosis as part of the fabric of the drag ballroom scene of the 80s and early 90s. The way this story was told was so incredibly moving. Like, Ashley and I are probably, like, thinking about the scenes mm. <laughs> where... Um, Billy Porter opens up or his character Praytel opens up about this. And now we know why it's so moving. So in this article with the Hollywood reporter, uh, Billy talks about his diagnosis in 2007, the trauma of it all, how it served him as an artist, the secret that he kept from even his mom and the industry at large mm. because of the still ongoing yeah. stigma surrounding HIV and AIDS. So we're so honored that Billy would share this part of his journey yes. with the world, regardless yes. of the battle he's had to face and continues to live with. Like this is this is just a gift to us for him to open up and share that news. Yeah. Um, Honor yeah. the the terms you use too for being on uh, you know feeling honored and that it being a mm-hmm. gift are so important because it's so important that he shared this news and even as he phrased it uh, sharing the news yeah. in his time on his terms and I think yeah. that's really important you mentioned the stigma that is still surrounding HIV and AIDS and pause people in general and just like the <sighs> the idea of you know clean versus dirty and all of that <sighs> we still have to uh, you know in the community disclosing our sexual orientations yes. not able to give blood I mean 100%. yeah 100% <laughs> there's there's still so much that just written in terms 
terms of language, in terms of policy, in terms of everything, that even now in 2021, as big as Billy Porter is, like this had to have been such a difficult thing to have to, you know, to summon up the courage to be able to talk about it in such a public manner. And we, I I think last year or two years ago, like Queer Eyes, Jonathan Mm -hmm. Van Ness, they did the same. Yes. It's kind of the same, same situation there that you could see what, you know, how difficult the run up to that was because it doesn't matter how how big you are. There's still so much in the air. Exactly. Like Billy even talks about in this article, like the survivor's guilt that I had never even taken to account because that's not sure. That's not an experience that I share. You know what I mean? Like he asked himself, like, why have I been spared? And it's just like, it's just an incredible read. And so we highly recommend it. Uh, There you go. Hollywood Reporter. We'll leave the link in the show notes. So now for some out of New York, but still theater news, because this is like a Broadway favorite, a summer home, if you will. So St. Louis summer favorite, the Muni, will return to its stage in Forest Park this summer, starting July 26th with a five show lineup. They previously announced a seven. It's not happening. Um, A five show lineup at reduced capacity to meet the recently updated social distancing guidelines for the city of St. Louis. Their adjusted calendar is as follows. So Smokey Joe's Cafe is running July 26th through August 1st. The Sound of Music will run in August. Seven Brides for Seven Brothers will also run in August. On Your Feet. I didn't even know they were doing Get On Your Feet. Yeah, Here right. We're doing, um, <laughs> so August 21st through the 27th. And then Chicago, the end of August through September. Oh. So their new subscriptions are available. You can get those as well uh, starting June 21st. And single tickets will be available July 12th. But I'm like, mm. yes, the Muni is an institution. Like this is part yeah. of Broadway's thread to me. So yeah. yeah. Didn't they just Have celebrate- you ever been to a show? I've never been. Uh, didn't they just celebrate like their 100th anniversary or something? Yes, yes. Last year they did the Muni 100 and the video. I mean, it, it's spectacular. So cool. What and yeah. what a fun lineup. Yeah, I've never I, I've never been to St. Louis in general. So, I know. But that's where Panera Bread started. Oh, wow. Then I'm on the first train there, I guess. <laughs> I don't. I never know how to sell the Muni besides the fact that it's the Muni. But then my second thing is always like, well, Panera Bread began there, so <laughs> that's, that's all I've it. got. I know there are it. more facts. Yeah, uh, but the Muni is is was a wonderful experience every time I've gone. Their their people are just. It's an incredibly uh, exciting organization. So we're excited that go they're buy tickets. Uh, go buy a ticket. Go buy, buy a subscriptions. Yeah, exactly. go see all the shows. Every theater company. P.S. Every theater company that you really wholeheartedly believe in and have, like, Mm. watched struggle during this pandemic, if you have the means, please buy a season pass. Like, instead of waiting on, like, a one ticket, because you can gift those tickets if you need to. Like, you just highly, if you can, please buy a season subscription to a nonprofit theater organization. Like, please, 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 from the bottom of my heart. And if you want to buy one for me to MCC, my DMs are open. So (laughs) yesterday, um, Matt and I commented on the huge controversy over Evan Hansen's appearance (laughs) in the new movie trailer for Dear Evan Hansen. I know, here we go. Uh, Twitter and social media literally burnt down in every single comment. Not um, literally. We could not be that lucky, please. I mean, it, it was strong. Um, today, he responded, though, in a Vanity Fair article. In a comment, he said, you know, he grew out his hair. He was shaving every day to make sure that he didn't have a five o'clock shadow. Um, he was stripping himself into being a teenager for the last time for what is hopefully 
you know, the final time he'll ever have to play this. You know, Ben Platt is 27, mm-hmm. playing 17, but this is not new. You know what I mean? Like people acted like this was right. the first time this is happening. And I was like, you know, he's not the first fully adult person playing a high no. schooler on screen no. in a movie very, musical in very, the past very year. Common. Yeah, in the past year. Yeah. Very common in general. Like literally in the prom, Ariana DeBose, again, this is no shade on her, plays a high schooler 17 to 18 while she was 29. I mean, I feel yeah. like if he were a person of color or a woman or a woman of color, et cetera, he wouldn't have been as destroyed yesterday to be honest oh, don't like make me don't make me stand up for the white man in such but, a matter but I, grace but i'm not <laughs> i'm not telling us to do that because obvi but at the same time i really don't think that we would have done this to anybody else he's a prominent white guy you know he's he has so much privilege and he's checked it many times i've heard him vocally be like i would not be here without my father and i'm so sure thankful and blessed and he he works so hard so i've heard him acknowledge his privilege a lot which is why i'm willing to say like that's very fair you know this guy yeah like he's he got torn apart and and i didn't like seeing it because it's his appearance it has nothing to do with his choices as an actor and like you know, he, right. he did do it on Broadway, but I think that the whole issue with all of this, to be frank, is the fact that we didn't just do this when he was doing the show four years ago, because that was at the end I of def- his high school looking career. <laughs> sure. I definitely think that's a huge part of it. And I, this, uh, what I'm discovering is that, um, for, at least from what I saw, especially on Twitter, that a lot of people have yeah. a problem with Ben Platt. And I don't really know where that comes from, so I can't comment on that. And yeah. Not just as far as nepotism goes. It seems like there's been some other kinds of controversy that I've just clearly not been a part of. Mm-hmm. Um so I can say that I like Ben Platt. I, mm-hmm. I very much uh, love his singing voice. I thought his performance in Dear Evan Hansen yeah. was one of the best performances I've seen on stage. Never mind what I think yeah. about the rest of the show, which I hate <laughs> for all, yeah. all the obvious reasons. Oh, mm. That could be a whole other show for you and I to talk about. I yeah. mean, I remember I was in the... I watched the very first workshop of this show Mm. and I went, that guy is a star. This show is going to do a thing. Um, I was confused about the subject matter, TBH. Um, But but, I mean, that wasn't, you know, for me to decide at all. I was just like, okay. But yeah, we knew that he was kind of at the tail end of playing high school anyways, because a lot of people look at the stars of Mean Girls. They were playing high school at 33 years old. I mean, (laughs) so it's all theater is so different than film. Yeah, it's not an uncommon thing. That's not an uncommon thing. A lot of a lot of that has to do with, you know, union and general children acting laws. I can understand why they do it. Um, I think personally, I think a lot of the. I don't even know what to call it. I don't know, like the snark from yesterday, I guess, or from two days ago yeah. at this point. It has to do with a, the subject. It has to do with Dear Evan Hansen. I think people who know what yeah. it's about at this point. Because when I first saw the show, I loved it. I was also having one of the biggest anxiety of my att- attacks of my life when I was seeing it. So very fascinating well, you're on a high. time. The of- show is so 
visceral it's that you don't visceral. realize what you've watched yeah, and until felt until, until you after home. you've processed it for <laughs> sure and then you're just like yeah. well that was a great performance and then you just think about it some mm-hmm. more and you, then you have to kind of tear it apart a bit so i think people i saw a lot of people who did not know what dear evan hansen was about when the trailer came out uh start googling the plot and <laughs> realize what it's actually about and i think a lot of the following animosity towards ben Platt in that performance has yeah. is attached to their animosity towards dear evan hansen which is fair uh but again you know this is a i think a very important part of this is a matter of role preservation which i am always for i think it's a very yes. fine line to have a 27 year old playing this role um just because of the subject matter, I guess. Uh, but, you know, I'm, I, I'm here for the role preservation of it, but I'm also, I, I want them to cast age appropriately. Like, I, I think we really need to, in film and television, get away from that, uh, mm-hmm. that, that pitfall of casting people who are no longer meant for the role. And I don't think yeah. Ben Platt Ben Platt created the role and that's great. But I you know, if he was ten years older and we were they were making the movie, I wouldn't want him to still play the role. I think there has to be a cap of when you hit uh, no longer age appropriate for a role and I think Ben Platt has passed it for this role and I don't think you should take that personally yeah. I think he took this personally in a weird way and I understand it as far as like the comments on his looks yeah but he also, I can't imagine yeah. I can't imagine getting that many memes yeah I mean it got because it got nasty <laughs> and I think there was nasty. something different there was there's something different of being like this is kind of funny I mean like lol and then being like you look like a geezer, disgusting, your yeah. wig. And it's just like, Jesus Christ, yeah, like, it, that's not on him. There, like, defi- you know, <laughs> there was definitely some aggression to it. But at, at the same time, like, yeah. I think, like, his initial response, which was essentially read, like, you know, happy birthday to all the losers and haters out there kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, say, like, randos yeah. being jerks or whatever he said. Y- you know, yeah. I understand taking it personally, but also, like, he has to know, like, as far as an age thing goes, that he was going to get criticism from it especially in such a you know area of nepotism that he's in right 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 and i think i think probably also again like he saw his colleagues that are broadway people that are still playing high school yeah that are his age or older not get any flack so yep. then this yep. is kind of like what so yeah. there you no go one, we just no we wanted really, to highlight it because no one really wins here it's kind of what it comes exactly. down to. No one really wins. It's a famous lose-lose situation. Yeah. As they oh. say in the oh. industry. So um, finally, we want to talk about something that Matt sent that I feel like is the most Matt thing to send us of all time, <laughs> which is a, a Jackie Burns music video. Yep. For her singing To Be Brave from the Bolin musical. The performance is to honor Anne Boleyn on the 485th anniversary of her execution. It's gorgeous. She even like talked about in the comments that she was like, you know, getting dressed up and going into a theater to sing. Not a bad gig for me to just go do. Uh, Yeah, yeah, which is nice. I forget, you know, a lot of these people still haven't done that. You know, it's just, it's very cool. But I was like, um, yeah, you know, Matt was like on that YouTube pretty fast. (laughs) He was was like, yeah. He's ready. Typed in, ready to go, bookmarked. (laughs) 
bookmarked, saved, and tabbed. So finally, we want to talk about two feel-good recommendations. First is coming from just moi. Uh, I want to highlight this YouTube channel that I discovered that a friend of mine runs. His name is Brendan, and it's called Wait in the Wings. It is theater history for the modern theater lover. It's basically like a dramaturg's dream uncovering like every Mm -hmm. show you've ever loved. Brendan does a deep dive on your favorite shows and his like one of the ones that I oh it's not the most recent one but um was the insane history of Carrie the musical and I it's like there it's like an hour long and I feel like this show not Carrie the musical but like the wait in the wings YouTube show I'm not even kidding should be highly produced and should be shown to theater classes I've never seen a fully diverse uh, representation of shows like this in my life that so accurately yeah like the way that he talks about it is like oh this is this is uh, this is the modern version of you know me reading a textbook about xyz i i love it i'm so excited That's that i've discovered it cool. and i want yeah like i i want everyone to get to have access to that so please check out wait in the wings on youtube definitely you can subscribe will. to him you can patreon him it's it's amazing immediately i was like nope i'm adding to my patreon yep, <laughs> yep, i'm supporting this um because it's really well done and then finally ashley and i watched christina wong's yeah. overlord yeah from new york theater workshop yeah, I mean, it would, did you watch it over the last weekend? It was only May 6th, 14th through the 16th. Yeah, so it's already streamed. We're recommending this to you as yes. something you can no longer watch. So sorry about <laughs> that. But, you know, we got to see it as everybody else did. But from what, you know, as Grace and I talked before the show, it sounds like they are going to do it again down the road, either in some form, either virtually again or on stage. So you will actually have the opportunity probably to get to see it in yeah. the future. I saw yeah. the last performance I saw on the Sunday show. So yeah, on the oh, 16th. Nice. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it was super cool. And like, um, it was just, it was a solo show. It talks about like, her being this quote sweatshop overlord during the pandemic and like her journey making uh mass with yeah. a team of aunties on Facebook. I mean <laughs> yeah. it's kind of a crazy story, but we're also like circle. we all lived it. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Auntie Sewing Circle, which I heard about and then I realized that oh my gosh, that's the article the articles that I read on the aunties is her. Like it's 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 yeah. about this group that she created. So if if we, you know, get an opportunity to promote it again, we absolutely will. But we were very excited to support an Asian American woman doing a solo show in a pandemic in her apartment. Like For it was just crazy. Sure. I thought it was a great show. <laughs> um I, I will yeah. my only complaint about it to like actually give it a, yeah. a proper review is I thought it was a little bloated. I think it needed one good edit because I think it needed to be tire- tighter. But to be fair You're correct to be fair, she is the extreme disadvantage about of talking about last year, which had like a mega event every four and a half seconds. Um, I think that was the yeah, problem I is mean, that she, she tried to tackle like, all of it. Yeah. Yeah. I think she said there were over a hundred scenes technically. Yeah, I don't um, doubt in the that. show. So if that exactly. So I was just like, oh, I could have I think that you could do that show in forty five minutes and sure. really kill it. For sure. I was yeah. like I kept there were a few points where I thought it was gonna be the end. I was like, oh no, actually we're mm-hmm. con- we're continuing. Like and it's hard to narrow stuff down because leaving things out almost yeah. feels insulting to those who suffered. I think the show's strongest moments though were yeah. completely wrapped around what 
felt like the thesis of it, which was women, especially women of color and especially Asian women holding down underpaid or unpaid and unappreciated labor when it's needed the most. Mm -hmm. Um, What I've really noticed for like, quote unquote, pandemic shows is, you know, everyone is that I've seen so far, everyone is kind of trying to summarize this past year to the best of their abilities. And what I've Mm -hmm. seen for Mm -hmm. most people is that when they start to stray away from kind of what feels like the center of their show, shows everything i've Mm -hmm. seen from show to show to show feels and sounds exactly the same like there's such an intense overlap like you're getting the same stories and you're getting (laughs) the same reactions where i think the really Mm -hmm. exceptional parts of sweatshop uh were how unique it felt to her experience and i think uh, you know it was it was really unique and engaging and funny oh my god and poignant and i I wanted more of the best that that show had. And I think she could have done it, as you said, in 45 minutes. I wanted to see more mm-hmm. of the aunties. I, cause they, they were invited yeah. to the, they were invited to the performance and they were in the chat and I, they participated yeah. in the Q and A. And I would have really liked to see more of that. She, but she had so many great stories that just like knocked me down in so many ways. Um, Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the foo mask story and talking to that Belgian oh guy. Gosh. Named, Unbelievable. Named, and I quote, real name, Juice DeCock, a name I have not stopped laughing about in four days because yes. I'm 12 years old. But yeah, I, I think she needed to cut it down a little bit, but I think that everything was there that didn't feel like the overlap of everyone else's mm-hmm. experiences was, it was really something special. I loved it a lot. Yeah, same. So we're excited that um, hopefully we'll get to talk about yeah. it more in the future. I was but gonna say, see it, go. see it if you can, see it when it comes back because I have a feeling it will, and you should definitely see it. It's a great show. And it seems like Christina Wong also tours her other solo projects, and and so if yeah. if you have an interest in her work, go to the New York Theater Workshops uh, webpage because they do have a lot of information on how you can follow her journey. So there you go. Uh, thank you for listening to today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Don't forget about our Patreon. That's Patreon.com/slash/BroadwayRadio for the all exclusive goodies, and you get the news before everybody else. So suck it. You can find me on Twitter <laughs> and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Ashley, where can people find you? It feels like you're talking to somebody there. (laughs) You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, this is Ashley. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you tomorrow. 